You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JCastNetwork.org. Good morning, everybody. We are uh, continuing in our uh, uh, journey through the mitzvot in the Torah, asking ourselves the question, what's the point? Um, what's the point of, uh, of, e- of each of these mitzvot, of each of these commandments, um, of Judaism in, in general? What, uh, what, what need uh, are these precepts and these practices um, and this wisdom uh, serving? Do they accomplish that need? Do they achieve that need? Um, are they a good tool to, uh, to, to achieve that need? Um, and we've been roughly hewing to the weekly Torah portion in doing this. Um, the challenge with the part of the Torah that we're in right now is that uh, Genesis only has uh, three mitzvot. Um, all of them practical mitzvot, uh, but, uh, but three mitzvot uh, nonetheless. When we looked at all three of those. It was uh, um, the, the mitzvah of uh, being fruitful and multiplying, of uh, procreation, the mitzvah of, um, uh, um, what was the second one? Of brit milah, thank you. And uh, then uh, the mitzvah of gid hanasha, not eating the sciatic nerve uh, um, of uh, an animal, which translates uh, usually to not eating the entire hindquarters of an animal. Um, and uh, then we moved last week into uh, Exodus, and we talked about uh, Kiddush HaChodesh, which is uh, um, sanctifying the new month, um, uh, creating a, a leap month uh, on certain years, uh, uh, calendar issues, etc. Um, and then uh, um, most of the rest of Exodus, until we get to chapter 20 of Exodus, deal with laws relating to uh, Passover and recalling the Exodus from Egypt, as I was just saying to uh, uh, to to, um, to Abe, um, it seemed a little bit early to start talking about Pesach now. So I figured we we uh, wait on those, and we move to essentially what's next in the Torah um, uh, is uh, the the Ten Commandments, the Aseret Hadibrot, um, and uh, I thought it was worth uh, spending a little bit of time with uh, with 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 those mitzvot, with those commandments. Um, so the the first one, which there's actually different reckoning in different traditions, um, the um, different Christian traditions um, count the Ten Commandments differently than the Jewish tradition. Uh, but the Jewish tradition usually counts um, the first verse, um, which is Anochi Adonai Elohecha Shehotzeiticha Me'eretz Mitzrayim Mibeit Avadim, as a commandment by itself, which means I am the Lord your God. Um, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, um, which on its surface doesn't really seem like a commandment. It's not technically saying you should do this, you should think this, you should say this, uh, but, the, but the rabbis interpret it to, uh, to be a commandment in itself, distinct from the second commandment, which is lo yelecha Elohim acherim al panai, you should not have other gods before me. Um, uh, and there's a, the caveat to that is lo tishtach, lo ta'aselecha pesel. Uh, there's a third commandment then is do not make a, uh, uh, an idol, the uh, chotzmunah, a, uh, a graven image, asher b'ashamayim mimal, of something that's in the heavens above, asher ba'aretz mitachat, or from the, um, the, the earth below, asher ba'amayim mitachat aretz, and the sea that's under the, uh, the, the earth. Uh, don't bow to them, and don't serve them. Because I am Lord your God, etc. Right. So, um, so it's a distinct commandment. This first commandment from um, uh, from from those um, uh, from not having another god and uh, not creating an idol. Three distinct uh, commandments. Um, so there's. Uh, and an, 
anomaly of the first commandment doesn't seem to be commanding anything, but the rabbis uh, uh, generally interpret it to, to mean that there's a commandment about um, belief in God in general. Um, an acknowledgement of uh, of God, um, and so I just want to. Uh, we've been using Sefer Achinuch as a jumping off point for conversation. I want to have a more open conversation about this, um, but uh, um, but the Sefer Achinuch uh, puts this in very strong language, and so I want to just dwell on the strong language for a second um, and talk about the, this commandment to believe in God. Why we have a commandment to believe in God. Um, so here's what Sefer Achinuch says. Um, uh, it's the big number 25, page 140, 141. Um, and he says, the commandment is, So the, the commandment is to believe that the world has one God who brought uh, uh, everything into being, all existence into being. Uh, and uh, from his uh, power uh, and and his uh, uh, his desire, everything um, comes into being. And 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 God will be uh, uh, for uh, time eternal. Uh, God was and and will be uh, um, eternally, which is. Uh, um, as just a, an aside, um, a, a concept really embedded in, in God's name, um, which is uh, um, Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey, um, which is some kind of impossible um, conjugate of uh, of the the verb Haya, which uh, which is being, or or Hava, which is uh, being, and you have Haya's past, Yihyeh's future, Hoveh's present, and so Yud Hey Vav Hey is some kind of conjugate of, of that that no one really knows exactly what it means, but it has something to do with with um, uh, being, um, uh, past, present, future, all all combined into one. Um, um, and and the, uh, the the commandment of Anochi Adonai Elohecha seems to uh, uh, be making that very explicit, right? The commandment of belief is a belief in um, in Adonai, in in a particular deity. The second commandment is a, is a variant of that, right? Not only to believe in that particular deity, in the existence of that particular deity, uh, but uh, but to uh, believe that there is no other god. Um, okay, so this actually. Um, uh, uh, what Sefer uh, Chinuch um, uh, says, I think, is actually maybe an insertion into uh, the, the commandment. The command, I mean, I think that it, it maybe is a reasonable insertion, but the commandment in of itself doesn't necessarily, uh, that first commandment, doesn't yet say, believe only in this God. Right? It just says, believe in this God. Right? Uh, I am the Lord God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Right? Um, so that's, uh, that's a different thing than saying, I am the only God. And I am the God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. So I just want to put that out there. But in any event, it's it's saying to believe in that uh, in in that particular God, uh, and it's the God who took us out of the land of Egypt, the Torah, and gave us the Torah. As it says at the beginning of the giving of the Torah, this uh, commandment, right? I am the Lord your God um, who took you out of the land of Egypt. And so the explanation is as if God had said, uh, you, should, uh, uh, you shall know and believe that the world has a God. The word anochi in that commandment, which is a somewhat unusual word uh, for the commandment to have chosen, that word anochi, which means I, it's a very proper form of I, it could have said ani, 
um, um, uh, so, uh, uh, so, so, why, so the, the, uh, the rabbis pick up on that uh, uh, peculiarity of language of Anochi, and, and they say that, uh, that, that it's uh, implying um, existence. The Ash is God and saying, Anochi is saying, um, I exist. The Asher Amar, Asher Hotseiticha, the Hule Lomar, Shalo Yiftel Vavchem, Lakachat Inyan Tetchem, Avdut Mitzrayim, Umakota Mitzrim, Derech Mikra. Right, and the, and to say that God is the one who took us out of the land of Egypt is to say that uh, that your hearts shouldn't uh, be drawn to thinking um, uh, that uh, the matter of your exodus from Egypt and the plagues that afflicted the Egyptians uh, was something that just happened by circumstance. Um, it was it was directly and deliberately produced and done by by God. Um, and so not only is it a, a, a belief in God, but a belief in God who, uh, who acts in history, a belief in God who, um, uh, who, uh, um, uh, whose primary identifying characteristic is liberating the slave. Um, Right? It was I, God, who took you uh, through my desire and watchful care as, as God had promised our ancestors, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right? So that's the substance of the commandment and the root of the commandment, the meaning, the, the, the reason for the commandment, according to Sefer Chinuch, is as follows. And so this is what I, 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 I really think is interesting. Shorash mitzvah zo, ein sarich beor. So the root of this commandment needs no explanation. Yadu'a hadavar, the matter is known, v'niglela kol. And it's uh, apparent and obvious to everybody. Ki ha'emunah hazo yesod hadat. Because this faith, this belief, is the foundation of the religion. V'asher lo ya'amin bazeh, and someone who doesn't believe in this, Kofer ba'ikar is a uh, is a complete apostate. The ain lo chelak uzechut im Israel and has no portion or merit with Israel. Okay, so it's uh, so according to Sefer Chinuch, it's not only a commandment, uh, but uh, um, but a commandment whose reason is obvious and a commandment that is essential to what it means to be Jewish. So I just want to um, uh, highlight two things of that. First is he doesn't really give us a reason for why we should believe in God. He just says, the reason is obvious. That's the first thing. And so I, I want to think about that. The second thing is, he says that, um, that it's, essentially he says that it's virtually impossible to be Jewish, to be fully Jewish, if you don't believe in God. I want to contrast that with the um, recent Pew study. Okay, so the recent uh, Pew uh, study of uh, American Judaism um, uh, says uh, that, so they, uh, they give a list, they gave a respondent a list, what's essential to being Jewish, and they made a, uh, they wrote out a whole list. Believing in God doesn't even make the list. Um, right, so the, the highest, the highest response was remembering the Holocaust, leading an ethical and moral life, working for justice, equality, being intellectually curious, caring about Israel, having good sense of humor, being part of a Jewish community, observing Jewish law, eating traditional foods. That, that last one comes at number, at, at 14% of respondents. So that means that if believing in God was even an option that was given, um, it's below, uh, uh, the importance of eating traditional Jewish foods. Okay? The second is, um, uh, what's compatible with being Jewish? 
And they can give a list. One of them is really interesting. Believes Jesus was the Messiah. 34% of Jews say, yes, believing Jesus was the Messiah is compatible with being Jewish. I'm not going to touch that in, in this so he's, conversation. So he's more popular than God. He's more, well, no, that's, so that's not true. Uh, most people are, what it means is most people are not reading the questions. And that may be, that may be. So, um, so someone who, uh, if, if one doesn't believe in God, 68% of respondents say, yes, that's compatible with being Jewish. You can be Jewish and not uh, believe in God, and those two things are not mutually exclusive. 68%. That's um, 66% of Jews by religion, so they divided up the Jewish population into Jews um, who identify with Judaism as their religion, um, which includes mainly Jews um, also by ancestry or culture who identify with Judaism as religion, but some people a smaller population of people who identify with Judaism as their religion that aren't uh, Jewish by ancestry or culture, which includes, um, um, I, I think converts are primarily in actually the first category, but includes some people who um, uh, uh, see yeah, Judaism to, as... To remain the, current, there was an article yesterday how um, there was legislation in Israel to approve uh, um, uh, education to convert Jews to Judaism... Uh, um, there's going to be a, a big grant uh, for an educational thing to turn for Israelis to uh, to be educated in, 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 in Judaism. It'd be interesting to see mm. what the curriculum is. Mm. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what the curriculum is. There's no standard of practice, uh, and I know because I, I, I worked in the uh, um, the um, in a conversion mill in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, lovely. That, I say that a little bit facetiously, but uh, um, it was a really great thing. We, we uh, you know, we piled we, we piled uh, into the Jewish community. Uh, lots of really wonderful Jews. Um, but uh, but there's no standard curriculum out there for uh, conversion. There's a really broad disagreement about what's uh, what's needed. It wasn't literally um, conversion. I mean, this is you know to educate to, Jews, to, right to, to make to, to, to make Jews level, up Jewish. The level yeah. of, uh, yeah. observance. Um, so anyway, so the the, the population study studied, uh, um, divided the population of Jews by religion and Jews of no religion, meaning Jews who are Jewish by ancestry or culture, um, uh, but don't identify with Judaism as their, as their religion. Not that they identify with something else, but just that they don't uh, see themselves as religiously Jewish, Jewish but not religious. Okay, so um, yes, they do consider themselves Jewish. They do consider themselves Jewish. Um, uh, um, so, uh, so, so in that population, 66% of Jews by religion say that uh, not believing in God is compatible with being Jewish, and 75% of Jews of no religion. So it's still very high of Jews by religion say that not believing in God is compatible with being Jewish. And there was one other statistic, which is, uh, which is oh, uh, the, the, the percentage of, of believing in God in general. So, um, uh, so the, the question, I don't remember exactly what the question was, how they framed it, uh, but it was, uh, do you believe in God or a universal spirit? Okay, so... 34% of American Jews, this is the whole Jewish population, both of those categories, 34% of the, Amer of the Jewish population believes in God or universal spirit, is absolutely certain that there's God or universal spirit, uh, which seems to be the standard that, uh, that Sefer Chinuch is uh, shooting for. That's, so that's 34%. 38% believe but are sort of uncertain, right? They're, they're agnostic toward belief, right? 23% um, do not believe, uh, and uh, and five percent don't know. Uh, they didn't understand the question. Uh, they hadn't thought about it. Um, uh, so um, so very and compared with um, the U.S. general public, uh, that is actually pretty low. Um, so the U.S. general public, sixty nine percent are absolutely certain that God exists. Twenty three percent believe, but are less certain. Seven percent don't believe at all. 
take the south, I'm sure their numbers are <laughs> right. Right. Um, so what's 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 fascinating about uh, what the Sefer Chinuch says, if, if, if you accept his interpretation of this commandment, um, that, uh, um, that, it's, that, that, it's, uh, uh, that you can't, be, that it's incompatible um, uh, with being Jew, not believing God is incompatible with being Jewish, it seems that most Jews, at least today, don't agree with him. Um, uh, and so what that suggests is that if we talk about commandments as um, um, as 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 uh, as technology as as tools to achieve some kind of need, um, at the very least, the need that's being addressed by believing in God is not you'll be more Jewish that way, right? Because seventy percent of Jews um, don't agree with that, right? That they're perfectly Jewish. Thank you very much, with or without God. Um, so, uh, so if we're talking about commandments as 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 uh, as tools to achieve a need, that 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 certainly doesn't seem to be the the need that's being met by that commandment. Yeah, because sure. If that question had been asked, uh, don't believe in uh, don't believe in other gods and don't believe in idols, combining all three of them, mm-hmm. then I'm sure people the percentage probably would have been much higher. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You know, which which question the, the believing in God question or the question of is not believing in God incompatible? The with believing Jewish? in God question. Uh huh. In that sense. Wait. So you think that? Are, sorry. I'm sorry. So just clarify your question. If if, if you ask these people, are there multiple gods? Let me rephrase it. I think that almost all say no. Mm-hmm. And they certainly don't worship idols. Well, yeah. I, so I think that right. I think that that's true. But I think that they. Uh, would say that in the same breath as, you know, the ones who don't believe in God, who, who are absolutely certain that right. God doesn't exist, right. you know, um, <coughs> believing in God would probably fit into the same category as bowing down to a statue, right? Um, that, that, that both are, are, are equally ridiculous, right? Um, so, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if the percentages would change dramatically, um, you might get a few more people who say, "Oh, given those options, um, I believe in God." Right? Um, but um, um, they they phrase the question rather broadly: believing in God or universal spirit, right, uh, or some kind of you know um, um, higher power. Um, Does the study crosstab that by certain other questions? Uh, yes. Why? What? What? No, I, you know. I, I just don't. They, some other question. Yeah, they do. They, um, so I just uh, closed sure that, that it, page. There's but, a um, significant difference in that. There is. Um, and, and there, there is. Let's see if I can get age, back to there quickly sure. enough. Um, um, I don't know if I can get back there. Here we go. Okay. So yeah. So they, they break it down by Jews of by religion, Jews of no religion, men, women, age. Uh, 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 education level, uh, uh, marital status, denominational affiliation. Um, um, so, forty-one uh, percent uh, of uh, conservative Jews believe in God um, or universal spirit. And um, Orthodox. Uh, Orthodox, eighty-nine percent. Uh, ultra Orthodox, ninety-six percent. I'd like to know who the four percent of the Ultra Orthodox <laughs> Jews. There's also, by the way, there's like there's one percent of They're Ultra Orthodox way. Jews who have a Christmas tree in their home, and I'd really like to know who that Ultra Orthodox Jew, that one or Ultra Orthodox Jew is who has a Christmas tree in their home. Um, so, um, <laughs> right, maybe. So, uh, um, so, uh, so, so. This is the. This is, I think, a a, um, a, a worthwhile question to ask. Um, 
uh, around the table, um, which is the following. You know, one, um, uh, do you see believing in God as um, essential to, well, I guess two things. Do you believe? Do you think see believing in God as being essential to Judaism, and, and if so, why? Two, do you believe? Uh, do you think that believing in God is essential to being human, um, and if so, why? Um, and uh, yeah, so let me throw those questions out there. Second question, I say no. Okay. So a lot of people don't believe in God. They're very fine people. So that's not necessarily so. Mm-hmm. But the first question, I say yes. For Jewish continuity, anyway. It's the basic, the basic thing of Judaism. You, Unless you're just a cultural Jew, and uh, well, but cultural Judaism won't last forever. No, it'll disappear. It'll disappear. It will will meld into the rest of the United States eventually. Except for the Orthodox, they'll remain here forever. So you think believing in God is what will uh, what will maintain Jewish identity and continuity over time? Well, it how, about, how, about an, in Israel, how about in Israel? I mean, well, Israel is, it was different might, story. would be different. But in the United States, with less affiliation of synagogues, you have no affiliation at, at some point. I mean, who are the people in the Netherlands? They don't believe a bunch of God. They melt into the rest of the world. Uh, the people in, uh, well, in some countries, there's uh, significant disbelief in, in God, and obviously there's no really affiliation. Uh, and I think eventually in the United States, if there's no affiliation with a synagogue, well, hold on, but those two things aren't necessarily exactly. um, the, the, the same, yeah. right? Be- believing in God and affiliating with the synagogue aren't aren't uh, mutually. But if you don't be- if you don't have if you don't believe in God or if you don't join a community of other Jews somehow, so initially when people came to this country, they they set up the cemeteries, they set up a synagogue, they had all all of this affiliation, and. Uh, some of them threw their felon off the boat. I mean, well, you know, some but, of them, but I do. I just want to. Be, I want to be clear. I want to be clear that 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 it seems to me that affiliation and believing in God are two different things. Uh, well, you don't have. That's true. They don't, they don't, they don't, you know, 41% percent of conservative right. Jews. Uh, uh, well, that's believing. Uh, so that means fifty nine percent of conservative Jews, which means people who uh, who uh, identify. Uh, of that, there's a smaller percentage who um, uh, who uh, uh, belong to a synagogue, but something I think like 70% of self-identifying conservative Jews belong to a synagogue. It was a higher percentage. Um, but of, of that population, um, less than half believe in God. Right? Right. So those are different things. But those conservative Jews that don't believe in God, eventually their children or children's children will become unaffiliated because there's no commitment. Because there's no, there's no one to set an example of well, I mean, if you don't, but why are you coming to synagogue? Obviously, then you're looking, you're going for a community center, right? And if you're going just for a community center, I don't know how long that can last, hmm. especially given the drop in affiliation, certainly in, in conservative Judaism, and eventually, I, I think it will spread to reform. Well, I think the question comes is how can right. you, the how can you right. command belief? Mm. You can't. Yeah, I, I'm troubled by Sefer Hanuk going back to the start. Yeah. Because he seems to be willing to question a lot of things as he goes through and explains, but here he's so absolute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at least as far as conservative Jews are, I would think people would want to question. Why do I believe? Why should I believe? Yeah. Just is commandedness in and of itself enough? Right. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with jumping to Howard's conclusion. I can certainly see where it may impact some people, but I think there are a lot of people in this building <clears throat> who are willing to question, are willing to investigate, and are willing to challenge. And that, to me, is not necessarily a negative. 
Let's take a look at the progression of, uh, or, or the drop in affiliation and the level of commitment the are bad. <laughs> of synagogues in the past 50 years. Um, it, it's dropped off significantly, and you're going to continue to see a drop off. But I'm not sure that whether belief in God or not is the reason for the drop-off in affiliation, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I There's imagine, a lot of other reasons in there. <clears throat> I imagine that some percentage of that of that affiliation drop-off are, are people who, who still believe very strongly in God. Some of that affiliation drop-off are people who believe strongly enough in God that, they're, that they find a home in, um, in streams of Judaism to the right. Right. Yeah, some of them are people who believe in God but don't believe in the institutional structures of uh, of, of uh, conservative Judaism. And don't or, of like the the, or of the synagogue. Don't like the politics of the synagogue or whatever, you know, didn't like the community of the of the synagogue. Um, and some of them believe, some Jews believe in, in God but don't believe in, you know, they, the, 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 the term um, that gets thrown around usually in, in sociological studies is, is spiritual but not religious. In other words, I believe in God or a universal spirit or a higher power or something, but I don't uh, believe in any kind of religious dogma. I don't believe that I have to participate in any sort of religious practice, etc. So those things are not necessarily um, uh, bound up together. I actually do believe that believing in a God is human, um, or believing in a universal spirit. I, I don't think that we have any kind of... Um, we, and the Christians and the Muslims, don't have any kind of... Uh, um, license on that um, because if you look at the people of the world there are very few that don't believe in a higher spirit um, and, and I also I, I don't think I, I don't think that affiliation with, uh, with an institution has, has anything to do with that belief um, I think that has more that's more a social a social issue um, uh, but I, I do find it um, interesting that it is a, a commandment. Um, but there are a lot of other things that are commandments, too, um, that are a little odd. Um, so if it's the central precept, and can you be Jewish without believing in, in God? I'm not sure that all of those people who say they don't believe in God or a higher spirit, um, it's a snapshot, and I'm not sure that uh, over their lifetime that... Um, that belief stays the same. So there's just a couple of things I want to point out. I appreciate all the um, comments. That, um, um, so the, um, a, a couple of things. I mean, the first is um, uh, Abe's point about um, uh, um, that there are uh, many very fine people in the world who don't believe in God. Um, and so um, and and live perfectly happy, content, uh, and ethical lives without uh, w- without belief in God. And there are, to be blunt about it, a lot of jerks who claim belief. Right. Um, so there isn't necessarily, of course, the, uh, 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 Nachmanides calls it naval birshuta Torah, a scoundrel within the bounds of the Torah. Right. So someone who who, who says says they believe in God and practice uh, the the dictates of the Torah, but still you know act like a you know a jerk to people. So the, so there's not necessarily a correlation between um, believing in God and being a better, happier, more content person. Um, uh, the 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 proposition of Judaism and and uh, and what you mentioned, Barry, about the 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 oddness of a commandment for belief. 
I think comes with with a, with a recognition. I think the Bible is already sensitive to this. Um, that um, that it, it's um, it, it is Im- it, it's impossible to disprove the existence of God. It's also in some ways impossible to prove the existence of God, right? And so um, and so all it is, all belief in God is is uh, what Heschel called an ontological presupposition, right? A uh, an orientation to life and to the world um, that uh, um, that that supposes that there's more to life than uh, than what can be observed and quantified. Um, and, uh, um, and, and so the, the, the alternative to that is, uh, is, is reductionism, right? That, that all that exists is what can be observed and, and quantified. And there's, and there's not really a way to, to prove reductionism from the outside and say that, that, that actually that, that's a fundamental truth and there is only what can be observed and quantified. And there's not a way of proving the, uh, the opposite truth. There's more to life than what can be observed and quantified. So what the Bible is saying, I think, what the Torah is saying is that, um, is that you have a choice in how you orient yourself to the world, right? Uh, and both choices are plausible. Um, both choices are are uh, not necessarily inherently better than the other, um, but you should choose this way, and you should choose this way for a handful of reasons, right? Um, one is, I think that you, there's an element of truth in what you're saying, Howard. One is a, a sense of, of, of commitment and obligation to higher ideals and acknowledgement that if there's, if there's more to life than what can be uh, seen and touched and felt, um, then there's also um, a, a, an awareness of the reality of, of higher values like love and justice and compassion. Um, right, you can't see or touch it's or feel. It's a twelve-step uh, thing. The first one is uh, to acknowledge as a higher power. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of a way to get things done, you know, is to realize there's a purpose. <laughs> right, there's a purpose. So, right, so that's the, a very human thing. Yeah, I think so. Well, it's a it's a practical thing, also. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, it's but a, the, it's a, there, there's a reason that the twelve-step program, you know, works cross culturally, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and because it, it um, and you know. Uh, um, you know, I worked in, in an addiction treatment center, and they and, and uh, addicts like to call people who are not addicts normies. But the truth is that addicts are normal people too, um, and, and we all struggle with some of the same issues, or many of the same issues, maybe not as extremely um, as people with uh, who struggle with addiction do. So the so the the twelve uh, step program is very fundamentally human in that way. Um, that, uh, that 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 striving toward uh, a higher ideal and a higher purpose um, it makes a difference in in a person's life. It makes a difference in terms of their uh, contentment level makes a difference in terms of their um, a- ability to uh, to move forward in life well, yeah. positively. And I, and I think you know you can um, in terms of a practical approach, it actually you do these things in the rest of your life. Also, you um, instead of uh, deciding. Am I getting a lulav this year? Okay, that's always a thing. Am I going to pay? Am I going to pay thirty-five dollars for the lulav? What he calls me, you know, you know, to do this, you know, it's thirty-five bucks for a for a you know for a for a for a, for a thing. And so, so you make the decision. That's something I do. I get the lulav every year. I don't have this discussion with myself anymore. I get the lulav. Okay, so you make certain suppositions um, about what what you're going to do. You know, I don't decide am um, I coming to high holiday service. I know I'm coming to high holiday services. So the same thing. You know, if if you make the supposition, as you say, it things can. It is a method for things to fall into place. Yeah. 
Right, and, and so so I think that uh, that that goes back to to what Howard's saying is that there's something exactly. there's something binding about uh, about about belief, right? Um, um, and, but it, but it's more than just belief, right? It's not just the acceptance of a of, of a proposition; it's commitment to that proposition, right? It's uh it's it's saying that uh, that that I actually uh, I, I more than just think it's true; I, I serve it and live it out in my life. Um, that gets bleeds into the second commandment of uh, don't have another god, and the third commandment don't serve other thing. Um, but the but the essence of that first command of of, of belief um, uh, um, leads toward service, right? And that's why I love that uh, that the identifier of God in that commandment is Asher Hotzeitichem Eretz Mitzrayim, that God is the one who took us out of Egypt, right? Um, that uh, that that what it means to believe in God is to believe in a liberating force in 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 the in the world, that there's something that is propelling us toward greater freedom, greater inclusion, um, greater dignity, um, uh, and, uh, and, and that's what we should um, see as the, as the driving force in the, in the cosmos, and therefore I think of, of our lives too. Um, uh, the, the, um, and the, the final thing is, you know, why, David Wolpe wrote a book called Why Faith Matters, so this is, I think, a conversation about why faith matters. Um, it doesn't mean that faith is the only way, but faith matters, I think, because seeing the world as a, a place in which um, there's, there's more than uh, that can be touched and felt, that there's more than what can be observed and quantified, um, means that the world isn't just a machine for our benefit. It means that we, each other, other human beings, are just things um, to uh, relate with and interact with as things. That we have, um, that we have greater uh, value beyond the matter that makes us up. Um, that we have uh, that we have a dignity that can't be seen. That we have a uh, a value and a worth that can't be seen. And same with the with the rest of the planet as well. With all other animals, with uh, with the ground in which we walk, with the air in which we breathe. There's more to it than just the particles that compose it. Um, and that creates, I think, a profoundly different orientation to the world. Um, I think a profoundly better orientation to the world um, than uh, that than than seeing this world entirely as uh, as as machinery. That as long as you can explore it, um, uh, do whatever you want, right? And the and uh, the more you can exploit it, the better, right? And the people who are better at exploiting it deserve to be. The, a lot the of the exploiters do it in the name of God. That is true too. <laughs> that is true too. So there's a way of perverting the the value, um, but I think at, at, at its essence, that's not what the value is trying to communicate. Um, and I think that that there's a, a way in which that's been lost, uh, and it's lost to some people in some cultures. But. Yeah. Two David Wolpe comments. Number one, uh, he got in a lot of trouble for writing that uh, the word the name God didn't appear much in his household when he was growing up. You've probably heard that. <laughs> yes, story. I have. And then, and then Rabbi uh, Gerald Wolpe wrote him an email saying, God, 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 right? Uh, <clears throat> but the other is, you know, how important is the literalness of the liberation from Egypt? Because he's questioned that. Yeah. And is the literalness a key to what uh, is being said here? Right. So I... I it may not surprise you that I'm more or less on, on Rabbi Wolpe's side in saying that I don't think that the literal and the, the literalness matters. Um, I think that there's probably a kernel of truth at least in the Exodus area, but I think that the that the value that's expressed in that story um, is sort of like what uh, um, King said, right? That the mark that the mark that the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice, right? That the that the driving force in in the world is is toward greater 
justice, toward greater compassion, toward greater love, greater inclusion, greater dignity. Um, I think that that's true. I look at history and I see that uh, trajectory, despite lots of setbacks and, and horrors. I think that, that, that there's truth in that. Um, and I think that, uh, that, that a belief in God is a, is a belief in, in furthering that, uh, that, that end. So the, the, the exodus, I think, at, uh, um, doesn't have to be literally true to be a, uh, a really profound allegory for that truth about the world. Um, and I think that, that, to me, that strikes me as a real truth about the world, um, that, uh, that whether the exodus story is historically factual or not, it really hits at, uh, at, at real foundational um, uh, truth. I would have to assume that those Orthodox who believe in God would strongly disagree with what that, you just that said. That is probably true. <laughs> that is probably true. Uh, and, uh, and on the uh, topic of disagreeing with me, I'll close <laughs> the conversation for today. Have a great day, everybody.